<laughs> no, we're Delta Force, we keep trying to explain. We are not CIA. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't believe you. And they, and right. So yeah. it, this is where That's you get just, into a that firefight. Is, in their defense, that is exactly what someone from the CIA would say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <pretty> much. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's up? Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. We are joined once again by our friend Sam. There he Hi, is. that's me. <laughs> Sam, Samwise the Brave. <laughs> From uh, Games as Literature, check out his YouTube channel. He did a mm -hmm. great video on Spec Ops Online, which Case and I both watched. Yep. Uh, now uh, that Spec we've Ops, finished the game. Spec Ops wouldn't have got far without Sam the Brave. I know. <clears throat> so, no, your your work was actually very good. It was um, great. It was I, great. I ended up watching your video, actually just barely on the train ride up here. <laughs> yeah. It was a super good video. Um, yeah, a good. lot of Thanks. really good points that you made there that I'm going to want to get into and elaborate on. Yeah. So, I want to ask you first before we get started... Um, I guess the way that we prepare usually for this, we have like a list of notes and stuff. And um, yeah. I don't have that with me today. Kaysen does. I, can I got see mine. That. But I, there's very specific points from your video I n knew I wanted to comment on, and I don't know if I'll remember them now. So what about you as far as like, do you have bullet points of things that you've wanted to talk about? Or do you just kind of come in and kind of whatever we do, you'd follow? Uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah, there are a number of things in my head. I also rewatched my own video just because, you know, I nice. have a lot of my own thoughts on this. And I wanted to be sure that I did that none of them slipped my mind because I was a few years ago. Um, and there are certainly things Can I want to touch on, but I kind of figure we're going to touch on most of like them. They're like they're unavoidable. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised at how in depth we managed to like touch on everything that I would have thought to talk about last time we did. Yeah, you know, right. Like, That's kind of funny. This. So, uh, yeah, Good. I just kind of figured, but if anything that I find particularly interesting doesn't get talked about, I'm sure I'll bring it up. So, okay. All, <laughs> All right. Perfect. That sounds good. Let's dive in. Yeah. So let's just, uh, let's just get into this. Um, so let me pull it up here. Um, actually, I think this will be an interesting place to start. Um, so I started kind of posting stuff on my own personal YouTube channel. Uh, about Lord of the Rings, the the novel, The Fellowship of the Ring, because yeah. we're doing the movie simultaneously on yeah, yeah. Patreon as an exclusive episode over there. Mm. And I touched a little bit about on intros oh, good. and how the difference between what they do in the movie versus the book. Right. In the movie, you know, they it's feel action, the need action, to show action. a big battle. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I, I'm not faulting it. Like no, I do no, think because there wasn't a live action Hobbit before that, they had to explain a lot of things yeah, about this right. ring and yeah. Gollum and Bilbo and stuff mm. like that. The world, introduce um, you to the world. Exactly. In order for like it to really make sense where we're at. So I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is there seems to be, um, kind of a, almost like a, a philosophy, particularly with like um, novelists and, and editors, because I've, I've gone through the professional editing process mm. on a novel I'm working on, mm. where they really think you got to start off with something exciting to like hook yeah. your like reader, a right? a deep hook. Yeah. 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 And uh, something similar happened in this game. Yes. Um, in the... In, the Fellowship of the Ring, the novel, it's just everyone's stoked for a birthday party. I mean, I that's, know. That's, that's the first chapter, right? <laughs> and it's yep, amazing. Right? <laughs> and hobbits are just quaint, interesting yeah. creatures. Yeah. And, and I think it's a, it's fantastic. It's, oh, it's, it's great. witty and well-written, and it hooks me right away. But for the movie, they felt like they got to show this battle sequence, yeah. right? So 
Similarly, similarly here, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, the writer Walt, Walt, Williams. Walt Williams. Walt Williams, yeah. There, there was one of the few places in which the publisher sort of forced yeah. their hand was that they were going to mandate essentially that the game start off with a helicopter chase yeah. action sequence. Yeah, yeah. And he did not want this at right. all. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He thought it basically ruined the story to do it this right. way. And yep. and actually, we should probably go over that quote if you've got it. Uh, handy on you, Sam. It was which, in your video. Which quote specifically? The one from from Walt Williams from that book that he wrote that was sort of after the fact. I don't know if oh, it's right. the post mortem, but he yeah, explains I, this how this happened and how it changed the whole story. And uh, like the gist of it being like if you're gonna if you're gonna make me do this, then essentially the whole game is a hallucination. <laughs> Right. right. Yes. <laughs> if yeah, you're yeah. going to make me do the helicopter crash at the beginning of the game, then, then, then everything that proceeds from there yes. is a hallucination as he's yeah. dying in that helicopter crash, which would make it feel a little, I don't want to spoil the movie I was just about to talk about, <laughs> but Kaysen knows what I'm talking I, about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it would make it feel a little bit more like that. Yeah, yeah. But for this game, and, and Sam talks about it in his video too, I don't like that being the interpretation of events, how they happen. And yeah. we can get started on that and then kind of go from there. So you got the quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, weirdly enough, because I just pulled up the script from my video and I don't have the quote in there, just uh, oh. state that it's from Significant Zero. Uh, what I said is, uh, let's see, the game hadn't been made to open with the helicopter chase in the first place, but it was an executive decision beyond his control. And he really, really didn't like it. So he wrote in those lines for the second time through and decided everyone dies in the plane crash. I do remember off the top of my <laughs> head the, the passage in the book also talking about him, like calling up the voice actors and being like, hey, we need to record some extra stuff real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, got Yeah, it was kind of a, you know, near the end of the process change. And yeah, uh, yeah. and of course, yeah, he also wrote in because uh, the lines that he wrote in for that weren't actually for the opening. They were for when it happens actually in the story because there's a bit right. where Walker says something like, wait, this isn't right. And Adams is like, what do you mean? And he's like, we've done so this already. We already did this. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was very interesting. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's uh, it, it, it is interesting. It's certainly like that line in particular does feed into, you know, William's own little he kind of headcanon about it. And I want to specify, too, he was very gracious the way that he worded it. Like... He said, you know, for me, this is how I interpret the story, but I don't like I don't want to push that on anyone else, essentially. Like oh, you can see, yeah. understand this story the way you want, which I appreciate just because, yeah, I also don't super like that. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that particular <laughs> reading of it, that that it all happens kind of in the mind. I, I didn't either. And I think we can get into why when we talk about the endings. Yeah. But um in particular, I think it just adds further confusion because he had to try to make that work somehow where you're mm. going to see the same helicopter chase twice. And it's like, mm. how do we explain that? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, wait, this has already happened, but there's nothing to suggest outside of those lines yeah. that um, I mean, there's reliving anything, you know what I mean? Right. It's a common enough, honestly it's annoying i don't mind in medias res openings you yeah. know like when when something starts in the middle or whatever yeah but it's got to be something like meaningful somehow right like yeah. you see something and then the whole 
point of like the next half of the movie is like how did we get to that point how, uh, you know, and the helicopter of, thing isn't quite it's, it's just how did, how did we get to this cool action scene yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's yeah. instead of something meaning it. yeah there's yeah. nothing deeper yeah. And yeah, that happens a lot in video games, I feel like. A, a lot of mm. them recently. It happened in uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. did it. Mm. Uh, uh, I feel like actually a lot of... Well, that was kind of a weird one. A lot of JRPGs you're right, you're do right. it, they I did, feel like, because the battle systems led low level in those tend to be really simplistic, and I guess they want to hook people in. But it can be uh. hard to... I can think of at least a couple uh, Trails of Cold Steel games that start in the middle of the story, too, and without anything being incredibly important as to why it did that. Uh, yeah. Plenty of shooter games also, like, there's just kind of, that wasn't important. Why'd we start with it? And I yeah, guess just, I, and, and I feel like it's this, it's this concept that, like, a good story has to start off on this sort of exciting note. And mm -hmm. I, I have come to the point where I just, like, completely disagree with this. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just totally not necessary. You, I mean, what, the thing what, is, what you do need is you need a mystery probably to hook mm -hmm. or, or something interesting, but it doesn't yeah. have to be exciting. It or doesn't have to be killing or, tons of people. Because what that <laughs> tends to do is like you're yeah. saying, Sam, like you'll, you'll tend to want to just go to what's the most exciting part right. of my story oh, yeah. and let's just do an id medius res and then we'll like work back up to that later. That almost tends to be like, the safe or easy way to go about right. creating yeah. an exciting opening sequence. And I just don't think this game needs it at all. Yeah. Right, right. Because yeah. it opens slow and quietly and, and it builds, the tension builds. Yes. Yeah. And it's worth noting that, like, I don't really think that it's an idea about how you tell a story well, so much as an idea about how you hook players so they want to buy and then keep playing your game. Yeah, like, right. Right, it, right. It feels much more like a consumer decision than an artistic one. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. So I want to just get that out of the way first and say <laughs> these two things, um, they are a little bit weird. It can be confusing the way that they try to make it work later because it can almost start to introduce, oh, wait, is there some sort of like, um, is he experiencing a deja vu or is he experiencing some sort of like time loop or like something like that? And it's like, no, none of that is true. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just they were forced to put that helicopter scene yeah. at the beginning of the game. And so yeah. they had to try to make it work. So, so in my headcanon for this game, it <laughs> starts after, like that helicopter after crash that. at the beginning doesn't happen. That's doesn't not happen, how it yeah. begins. It's a dream, it's a bad yes, dream. Yeah. Exactly. I feel better <laughs> thinking that too, just cause like part of it was like, oh man, like the writer of the game said this and I'm like, no, I don't like that. But at the same time, like it was forced on him. It wasn't his yeah. choice. It was a response to him doing something that he didn't want to in the first place. And again, right. he was very gracious with how he put it. So I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, it works fine. I'm just not the, the biggest fan, you know? Well, sure. do yeah. you guys want to hear something that might help you to appreciate that opening okay. scene a yep. little bit Let's better? Because sure. I didn't know this when I played the game, so I just played it, and I was like, all right, everything's intentional for the author as far as I'm concerned here. None of it was forced by the producer. You find out later on, you know, in my research, like, oh, that wasn't supposed to be there. However, this is very interesting, right? You don't know which helicopter is yours at the beginning. Right, so you hit start, you start your file, you see two helicopters. You first you see one oh, flying. Oh, that's what you're saying. You think, and you hear voices. Oh no, they're sh they're shooting at us. Get them! Ah, oh no, we're being attacked. And you're seeing a helicopter that you think is where you guys, your your guys, 
are in, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, boom, all of a sudden it gets hit and it starts smoking. And then this helicopter in front of it is shooting at the helicopter closest to the camera, which you initially would assume was uh, the one that you would soon be controlling. And then, boom, that helicopter explodes and the camera moves towards this other helicopter. Mm. That Oh, that's us. That's my team. Okay, I thought my team was the other one and now I get it. It's this one. Those were the bad guys. Okay, I got it. But that actually says something really good as far as the theme of the game goes right yeah. away at the very beginning it's like who's the good guy i don't know, don't know. and <laughs> most games don't do that most games are yeah. like you're the good guy clear. they're the bad guys boom kill him kill him kill him kill him but in this game it was like iffy and you you're you you've got this part of your mind that's like this sticky little you know those little sticky hands when you're kids you're yeah like, <laughs> you're like okay and it is these are the people i'm going to attach to but you don't know who to throw it at yet you don't know which person to latch on to you're just mm-hmm. watching this battle happen and whoever wins oh that <laughs> that's who i like you know those yeah. are my people you know because because I'm a winner, yeah. um, and that's my team, right? But uh, it's really it's really good. I thought it was actually quite good uh, to the theme, yeah. specifically talking about how who are the good guys really, and that's really what this whole thing, this whole game, in a way can can be saying is like, you know, you may There's think no you've got it all thing, figured out, know. but yeah. like both sides actually are operating on the same basic assumption, the same basic motivations, the same. That's true. Like. You know, we're, they're they're both trying to do good, and who you know you're picking, you know you're picking and choosing right off the bat uh, which one you're gonna. And it's something as simple as just two helicopters, and you're like, whichever one I pick, I'm all in, and I'm killing all of the other team. Yeah. Yep. Right. But there's something weird about that, right? Yeah. But the game kind of it kind of forces you to think at least for a little bit about that when when who you thought you were dies, and you realize you were these other people. Then yeah. you have this whole paradigm shift, and you're just already. You're all in because it's a game, right? Your suspension of disbelief, right? You're all in on this new team now that you didn't even weren't even aware of before, um, yep. and now you're ready to go kill all the people who you thought were the good guys last time, <laughs> like right at the very beginning, you know, two seconds ago. Yeah, yep. it's very very good. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. So if that helps you to appreciate that opening scene a little better, it may have been forced <laughs> upon him, but the way he chose to do it, or they chose to do it, um, was I feel like uh, it worked towards the theme. It was a pretty good intro to the theme. Yeah. It's a good yeah. detail. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I guess we should probably talk a little bit about the setup as f- for the what's going on behind the scenes in the in the game world here. So, um, yeah, well, Dubai has been hit by like a series of these natural disasters yeah, in, yeah. in the form of these massive sandstorms. Yep. And they just keep happening and keep happening and keep happening, it's just burying the city, and it's cut it off. Um, from the rest of the world, basically. Not even just like in the literal sense of it's buried, but like yeah, yeah. they can't transmit or communicate through the storm wall. Oh, right. That's right. To the yeah, outside yeah. world. Yeah. And so, um, you know, obviously different uh, relief efforts have been sent to try to like figure out or, or even like, you know, military uh, sent to try to find out like what's actually going on. Yeah. And Conrad's team the 33rd which is referenced throughout the game they went there originally as an evacuation effort their job was to get in there find out if their survivors evacuate them if they can well but they weren't uh, able to do it what was his job to evacuate or did he kind of change his job to become evacuate I'm pretty right. sure that his job was to evacuate is okay, that right okay. Sam um, then, I believe so yeah like the distress signal Specific, you know, you can hear like little clips of words 
uh, that yes. did manage to get through. And it's, he's, it, I think that includes the words evacuation and failed. Yeah, they so failed I think that was idea. at least oh, what so it he was, was the plan before it yeah. happened. Because yeah. at least to some degree, Conrad kind of stopped following orders yes. as well. He, he yes. decided at a... The, but the, it was yeah. after that point. Yes. Then yeah. he decided to change his mission yes. from evacuate yeah. to something else. Right. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. For some reason, I thought that he had he had started going rogue a little bit even before that, and that yeah. he was started to evacuate, and that the, his rash decision resulted in a uh, massive death toll. Yeah. So he was sent there with the 33rd to evacuate that mission failed and they have not come back so yeah. our small little team of three people yeah are sent there on a mission strictly to gather intelligence it, are there any survivors here at all if there are you know, like make that determination and then come back and report on that yes that is it it's that is the whole mission reconnaissance <laughs> yeah that's it that is that is all that they were sent there to do and so when they arrive there, I guess there is that scene we should probably talk about real quick. Um, it, it's after the helicopter crash where it's it shows like Conrad like like oh. getting up from sleep and M more right. great great interesting fascinating symbolism there as oh, well. Sure. Where the <laughs> fact that you shoot a helicopter down and that exact your your oh, direct yes, action results in this boomerang effect <laughs> that boom smashes into you and yeah. it all comes around right you yeah. know anyways yeah. i thought that was that's a, that's a really very good point good. too for sure so, your actions cause your yeah. own you know destruction the beginning sure. of the helicopter scene and the end of the helicopter scene were <laughs> were very relevant thematically the middle is just have fun killing people <laughs> yeah. and then we'll bring you back to reality you know yeah. later yep so as Conrad's sort of getting up and you're sort of seeing like the state that Dubai is in, yeah. you hear an, um, uh, a narration from Walker, who is voiced by Nolan North. I was kind of surprised to find yeah. that. Yeah, um, right, right before. Yeah, this he got is obviously very popular voice actor, famous voice actor now. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series and many, many other games. Shh, don't forget um, Shadow Complex. Yeah, Shadow Complex. <laughs> <laughs> that was also before Uncharted, I think, right? Yes, or, it, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was before. When he was before he got famous. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, he's talking about his admiration for Conrad, who had rescued him on a previous mission. In Kabul. Yeah, yeah. had rescued him in Kabul, and he, he has just all of this... Um, admiration honor for the man he thinks he's he's a great uh, leader and a great person and someone he looks up to yeah um and so when he's sent there on a mission to like determine what happened to him and his team he's eager to go there and do that you know he, yeah. he feels like he owes him something right almost it seems like he's not alone too a lot of people had a high opinion of conrad yeah, yeah. yeah. um and this is this is heart of darkness yes. kind of stuff i, I was curse. gonna say the yeah yeah, the parallels are really, I mean, not even parallels. It's pretty much just an adaptation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and the same thing happens in Heart of Darkness. Everybody thinks that Kurtz is just this, this you know, this brilliant, brilliant genius who's able to do amazing things and helps people. Um, and we're basically uh, going to live through the fairy tale to find out if it's true at yes, the end, right. you know? Yeah. That's kind of the whole, the whole, the whole journey here. It's, it's more driven by uh, Walker wanting to meet Conrad yes. than really anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I got to meet this guy. I got to meet this guy. Mm -hmm. And he's willing to do all sorts of stuff just to be able to meet 
Conrad, who he idolizes. Yeah. So they they get there. They the first thing that happens is you run into a group of insurgents. So yes. these are people like residents of Dubai who we come to find out pretty soon are being egged on by the CIA to yep. rise up against the 33rd who have basically instated martial law yes, in the city in the and city. sort of like taken over. Right. And so they meet us right away and, you know, they got guns and everything and they're, asking they're questions. yelling at us, asking questions. And yeah. I thought that this was going to be the first point at which you could do one of these decisions that we had talked about last week, all these points of decisions in the game. I'm not sure on this particular one that there's any other way it can really play out i mean i there's guess there's not you... another way that it can play out but you do have options as to how it starts like eventually okay. tensions are going to go high enough that one of them is going to fire yeah and, you know but th this is one of those things like you know my soapbox about like it doesn't have to change how things turn out to be meaningful whether yeah. you right. shoot first at the people who show up or whether you wait to see if it turns violent and then shoot in response to them is an important thing in terms of how you are approaching this. It says something about how you're playing the game, which is a lot of what Spec Ops is about, about our expectations and approaches when playing these kinds of games. So, so yeah, not, not a huge variance in terms of how it can go, but there is a moment there to allow you to act in the way that you will. Well, yeah, that's good right. because in that sense, it doesn't change the story per se, but it does change your experience of it. Yeah, right. To if some, it starts yeah, out in to, that way, because I think that which is very important in this instance, yeah. I did not fire first, but Lugo did. I oh, don't. Really? I don't think. And, and it's I, I might be I wrong. I, can't I, remember Lugo I might be wrong first, about that. Them, but is it? Is it? Is it, am I wrong? Is it the insurgents who fire first? I mean, I that's don't remember my memory of it, but I I could be wrong on that. So okay, I just remember shooting that glass and you yeah, know. because the yeah. firefighting started. And mm -hmm. then it was like, oh, okay, let me shoot out this glass. They pointed that out, and right, you know, yeah. the sand comes through and sort of buries them, and then you you know, move forward. But, I mean, this kind of comes back to, like, really, this first chapter here, not the prologue helicopter crash, but, like, the first chapter, I feel is really, really important to how the the theme of the game sort of like the main drive of what it's trying to say lands later on mm -hmm. and this is where i have basically most of like the most by far of my criticism of this game is the first half of it like mm -hmm. this and 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 the thing is is that i say that but also with a caveat of like i'm not sure like how much of it to apply mm. and how much of it to be like, well, I can see that being intentional for a reason. So like, huh. this is it something, is I, <laughs> yeah, this is something like we're going to have to talk through. But personally, at any, at this point where you've got people with guns pointed at you, you've just confirmed there are survivors here. Yes. We're not supposed to engage. What do you do? And so let's yeah. turn around and go report that and well, not fight. Well, how do you right? just turn around when people are pointing guns at you? You yeah. get shot in the back is what what happens. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, yeah. And, and that's actually right? true even of the point where you come across uh, that first CIA agent who oh, he's pointing the gun at you and you're him yeah. and they're like, put your weapon down. Like, no, you, no, you. Like, no, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you have a point. Um, Gould. But, that's uh, his name. <laughs> oh, Gould. What's his name? Gould. 
Not not Gould, the one before oh, that. Rick. Sorry, oh, no. he's not. He's yeah, not CIA. Gould is the first one. Rick he's is not the one later with the water truck. He's not CIA. I, the, I'm talking the guy about who the, kills the, the CIA agent. The the guy who's oh. the thirty third guy. Yeah. Who was being interrogated by the CIA guy? Yeah, that guy. And then we interrupted any like. He takes shoots the gun and him and him. takes his gun and points it at us. Right. And you have a choice was to that... shoot him there or yeah. like let him go. I can't remember that guy's name. Anyway, that scene has a similar thing where it's like if you wasn't McPherson was McPherson. It? Okay, it was McPherson. It was. Okay. Yes. Okay. Where you can it's same thing though. I mean, you you are in cover, so it's like okay, just go. We won't shoot you or whatever. But right. the point, I think the point you're making is still true. Like, in a heightened situation like that, people got guns pointed at you. You're not going to be the one to first kind of turn your right. back and, like, give but, them a target. Right. But if you if you don't, you know, if you keep, <laughs> this is maybe not, but if you keep your guns pointed at them and slowly back up, but then you're you're out of cover. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tough. You either surrender or there's going to be a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. This might be where, uh, and we've got um, we've got some patrons who could answer this. Where someone who's been in the military can tell me what the protocol for a situation like this would be, right? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. It, would there be yeah, a way of retreating in this situation that would be considered, um, well, like you know, like a, a, a safe way to do that? I do or know. Would you I need know. to bunker down there? Yeah. and just hold out until someone could come get you. Like, but what that's would be gonna that's gonna be a tactical retreat. Yes, so how but, would but how, how would, would that you, happen? How would you tactically retreat in a situation? I, I have one like suggestion, this? and this has to do with something that um, Aiden here is pointing out, which is that those uh, the people opposite you are speaking Farsi, right? Yes, because the other alternative, either you surrender or or there's fighting and people die. Um, the other alternative is is something like diplomacy or like let's talk and tell them we're not here to fight. We're actually yes. leaving now. <laughs> and I, um, I believe, it, but they don't speak Farsi. That's, that's and that thing, eliminates like, that entire option. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as a game that I think is pretty critical of uh, the American like military industrial complex and American yes. adventurism, it, uh, which as we I should feel, be. yeah, I, I feel is fairly telling that like or I guess intentional commentary at least, that like they send military in without even preparing them to speak the language, right? Like, you yeah. know, military yeah. no, no, for this, in, right? Go. <laughs> in their defense, it takes a long time to learn a language, especially one like Farsi. It is, uh, yeah. it is, uh, it's I'm not sure an easy I'm sure the military has specialists oh, for that. There are many, thing. and if you're only, yeah, but, if you're only right. sending three people in to Dubai, one of them probably you should probably, to uh, to your point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a point. One of them, at least should be a translator, <laughs> yeah, right? Yep. Right. Um, but so. uh, oversight, I guess, uh, yeah, government you send oversight. Yeah, the guys with guns instead of the lack you know. of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the whole point was not to in engage. The whole point was just to check it out, just see like yeah. what's yeah. going on here, and then come back. Yeah. Aiden but, is saying he learned Farsi in the military, and oh, wow, they okay. will generally send okay. a linguist. Yeah, very yeah. cool, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah, Farsi's on the list. I'm going to learn it one day. Anyway, it's worth um, noting that as much as we're emphasizing, like they were just supposed to go in, confirm survivors, and then leave, that's like briefly mentioned in the game itself. I know. Like, well, you're walking line. in, Walker's yeah. just kind of like, all right, here's our mission. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. And then you See, immediately get into this tense situation. Yes, and by that yes. point, like, especially if you're just kind of playing this the same way most people play a, sh a you know, any a given shooter, shooter yeah. game, you're just that's already gone through your mind. Like, <laughs> totally. And you know what's really funny is later on in the game, they say, don't you remember why we were sent here? And as the player, it's like, I actually don't. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was like one sentence four hours ago. And, and what? Wait, what? Wait, what are we doing this, here? This is <laughs> highlighting kind of my issue, but also I don't know how to like articulate it because I do get <laughs> like why they're doing it. Like yes, the yeah, yeah. point is to set up a scenario in which the typical shooter player will just do what has been built up as the expectation for a shooter game and right. just start yep. shooting. And you're supposed to reflect on that later. Of course. Yeah. As a vehicle for And they definitely that, teach you to shoot in the military. <laughs> yes. As a vehicle for doing that, this works just fine. Yeah. So, like, I, it's hard for me to say, like, in particular, I, I have a problem with how they set this up. You know, some of the logistics we're talking about, obviously, it doesn't seem to jive with how this would really be set right. up in real life. Yeah. But that's not the point. No, the no. The point is to, you know, uh, basically say something about how we engage and in with video games, but in particular with the shooter genre, the military shooter genre. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, 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 the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you'll think of this, Sam. Um, a big part of this, too, is not just the meta commentary on how players engage with the game, but also on on Walker's like uh, desire to be a hero, to to involve himself in this and to rescue people, and that leading to all of the problems. He caused all yeah. of this death and suffering yes. by inserting himself into a situation in which he didn't he was not properly prepared, had not properly been briefed, did not understand right. the scenario. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. in doing so, his actions, even when taken with the the maybe the right intention, did way more harm than good. Oh yeah. yeah. Now uh I feel like that would have landed stronger for me had they spent a little more time setting up that choice. Like you said, uh -huh. Sam, it's just this very brief, very brief mention of this is our job, was to come yeah. here and just check out the situation. For and about leave. two minutes, but that's then, your job. But then as soon as I saw American uh, soldiers being butchered, uh, that changed into a rescue <laughs> thing, right? It's really yeah. short. I've actually heard a story like that that became like a hero story. Oh really? You know, well, every now and then, oh, you'll you'll <laughs> hear about the heroes. You don't hear about the uh, oh, yeah, the, ones the ones who screwed everything up, right? <laughs> but it's like, oh, I we had to do the right thing, and sometimes it works, and then those guys are heroes, right? But yeah, what I'm what I'm getting at is rather than making that this really quick line, I think to open up chapter two after they've already had this firefight with the insurgents, and the guy told them McPherson to go look for McPherson to learn more, that th there could have been something there where there's almost a pressure like like mm. a real pressure i think they do a good job of this later in the game with choices is like do we save these civilians yeah, over here right. or do we save right. gould gould's important for the mission but we can't just let these people die it's right. like a really hard set pressure choice yeah this one which i think is the most important this choice this is what makes, starts it all yep is yeah. one that does not have pressure and so it feels a little bit to me like um how do I put this? Like, it's obvious you shouldn't do this. Right. You're three people. <laughs> three people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the, the 33rd Regiment, and there's all these people with guns everywhere. Like, this is tactically the dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> Whereas if there was a scenario where they maybe did rescue some civilians or something in that first chapter, 
and it's like, please, my family is still trapped in there. You have to help us. Or Some external, yeah. Maybe that's not yeah. even the best because that kind of goes against, and I, I could kind of maybe see this sparking in your head a little bit, Sam. Oh, the yeah, idea definitely. that the people don't want them there. Yes. So that could yeah. counter that. So right. maybe not making it civilians of Dubai, maybe making it a soldier or somebody who's like, oh. man, you got to help us. This is freaking crazy. There's right. more of us. We're trapped here. We well, can't get um, out. Correct and me if I'm wrong. Uh, Delta Force, that is part of the Marines. Is that correct? I, I, here, let me sure. look this up. Uh, Delta Force uh, Marines. I, I don't think we have Ah, we don't have internet. <laughs> I think this was called Delta Squad, too. It's yes. The, just the name oh, of their squad. Okay, but it's basically Delta Force. Come on. Yeah. Is anyone here talking? Anyone? Uh, is Delta Force is the Marines? Delta Force, Delta is, Force not is not Marines. Not, it's oh, it's combined. combined. Ah, shoot. Oh, sure, Never okay. mind then. Okay. okay, well, the 33rd are Marines, though, right? Are the 33rd Marines? Or does it not say? It could be that it just doesn't say. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent certain. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's this idea among Marines. <laughs> Actually, it's among all the military, so it doesn't matter. It's just I feel like it's stronger in the Marines, but it's everywhere, right? You don't leave uh, a man, a man behind, behind, right? Yeah. You just don't do it. Yes. Um, yeah. So, if he came across part yes. one of the 33rd or somebody like that who said, "Hey, there's guys in there." Don't abandon us, right? Yeah. That would then like oh, this is a hellhole. You have right. no idea how bad it is. You've got to help us, or yeah. something like that. And then like his own, like Lugo, Lugo, and 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 Adams would be like, no, this is not mission parameters. We shouldn't do this. And yeah. they set up this real like conundrum for Walker, and then bring in the fact, well, John Conrad is here, and he's trapped in there too, and he saved yeah. my life. I'm not going to leave him behind now. He like I'm only walking today because of him, right? You you set this That's choice right. up yep, yep, yep. with a little bit more some emotion of a of yeah. a of a pressure and a conundrum for the character to like sit there and be like, uh, which is right, and then he chooses to go in. Yeah, right. I feel like, and, and he's doing it for all the right reasons, but he he has no intel about what's actually happening, other than what this dying man said or whatever. Right. right? Uh, that yeah, I, I think would have think... set up like this sort of arc for Walker in a way that would have landed better for me. Although, it would have, but then we're this... going in and, and killing the Americans. It's, it's well, uh... that's the devolution of it. That's where <laughs> I it see just how gets it's worse right. and worse, and I they justify you. it step by step. But it's because we we were here to save, and right. they I mean technically they are. I'm not saying that that they say that outright. It's just that it's it's almost it almost feels like this throwaway line you're supposed to forget at some point yes. almost or that you forget yes. why you're Do you know what I'm saying? I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like how did I, this all I was start? going to say I think that is on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's that's my that's my is, conundrum like, with this. <laughs> yeah, what what you're explaining here is definitely a better narrative justification for why they would make an active choice to continue pressing into Dubai instead of just doing their mission and then leaving. But like it seems you like mentioned, yeah. Three dudes with guns. There are a bunch of dudes with guns ahead of them. Makes no sense to go in. But when you're playing a video game and yeah. you're even one, that's person, what you do. It's a power fantasy. That's, 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 that's the that, point of the game. Yeah, you're right? Rambo. Much of this game is essentially just uh, tearing down sort of the curtain between gameplay and story that most games, you know, go to decent lengths at least to keep up, so that it can really just kind of bear those mechanics and how poorly they often work to you as the player. And I, I do, I think that this is just one of those situations. You're not expected. 
that like they, they didn't do this because they made an active choice. They did it because that's what they do. That's what we do as the players. Yeah, is we, we move yeah. forward. We see a scenario and we go do it. We don't really think about why all that hard necessarily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this I game think, is I trying to get us to point. question that. And, and uh, we got Ritavu here in our, our Patreon uh, Discord chat saying, I think the game expects the player to consider your orders to be whatever the objective text says. Pretty and much, I think yeah. this, this goes right along the line of what you're saying. And this is why I'm so torn on this. It's because, yeah, from like one narrative perspective, for Walker's arc, I feel like, oh, I'd like that choice to be a little bit more front and center to really set up this whole conundrum for the character. Yeah. On the other hand, it would kind of undo what you're saying, which yeah. is yeah. The, the way the player approaches the game. They're not thinking about it that hard. And that's what they're trying to make the yeah. point out. We so I don't back. really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, we will come back uh, eventually and possibly multiple times to the idea of having a choice to do something other than what happens and how that would pretty much ruin the point of the game. Yeah, if some people wanted it for sure. Uh, but there's definitely a running thing, especially for this first half of the game of like, there are elements of this game that people would call imperfections or flaws and they wouldn't necessarily be wrong, but also that are part of it. Kind of like, yeah. have you guys played Silent Hill 2? Oh yeah. You, yes. know, yes. How the, on it. you mm. know how the combat sucks? In yeah. Silent Hill 2, yes. it's clunky I'm, I'm, and janky and terrible. I'm aware. But also, Makes the game scarier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's not a new yeah. argument, right? People have been writing about that since before people wrote critically about video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so, you know, we kind of have something like that here, I think. The whole first half of the game is plotted, structured to basically suck you in as a, you know, mid-tier Call of Duty clone, essentially. Right. Yeah. Everything from the plotting to the gameplay itself. A lot of people do call out the gameplay of this game as not being all that fun. I I think it's perfectly serviceable. It's I don't know. Some people it's said fine, it's yeah. bad, like it's a perfectly fine third person shooter, whatever, but like yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, but it, exactly. It doesn't excel or anything and it isn't necessarily trying to like there it's one of those games where there are a lot of yeah. elements of it. Shadow of the Colossus is another good example of that. A lot of elements of it that at first blush seem like, oh well this isn't you know, this could be better. This isn't a great game design or whatever, but that also contribute to it in some way that makes it hard to just call them flaws. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what I've been feeling. And, and what I noticed was I finished the game and I felt like somewhat underwhelmed. This is a very similar experience to Xenogears for me. And then yeah. I start thinking about it. And it gets better and better and better. The more and better, you just the better think. and better. <laughs> yeah. Like the more that's you think great. about it, it's like, wait a second. Like, no, this is actually dope. That's um, fun. Yeah. That's fun. So, like, the more we talk through it, I think the more, even the more that that's going to happen throughout this podcast. But that was just the one thing about the setup that I, I've been kind of like on and off the fence about a little bit. Yeah. Because I yeah. do get why they're doing it this way. But, so, like, the, the first half of this game. Uh, really felt, and it's a short game, it's not even long, but it felt like a bit of a slog to get through to the uh, point where yeah. it really starts to tip its hand and be like, nope, like this is yeah. where it's going. And then from there, it was just like totally gripping. And yes, there is a lot of yeah. setup and foreshadowing over the course of those early hours, but of course, they're not the kind of thing that like rings alarm bells if you don't know what's coming, right? No, sure. it's more like a second playthrough. Yeah, you know, yeah ex exactly. Stuff. Yeah. When it comes down to it, yeah. I think that that is also part of the, like, it wanted to get 
the inattentive player, so to speak, uh, which it was, which it's very much kind of aimed at back in 2012. Yeah. I feel like most players would have been, you know, um, oh, yeah. it's aim is to get the inattentive player, like in their comfort zone. This is just, you know, it's a Twitch shooter. We're just going to go yeah, in yeah. here. We're going to yeah. do this. We're going to be the heroes. It's going to be fun. And part of that also includes like, I think that military shooters, a lot of shooters, a lot of games even, but military shooters in particular often have a problem with plotting where most of the actual important like minute to minute plot points in the game itself essentially are just like, oh, uh, there are guys there. We need to flank them now. Oh, there's someone to save over there. We need to go over there. Like the story yeah. does not move forward in significant ways most of the time. So, mm. you know, eventually you've been playing for two hours and you're like, I'm still trying to stop that nuclear bomb or whatever that I was two hours ago. What's happened to that whole time? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and mm. the the first while of this game does follow that. Mm. And I'm not sure how much of that is intentional versus not, but I do think that considering how much of the game is essentially about replicating and then deconstructing tropes of the genre, that it works on some level. Yeah. But also, you know, that's not necessarily a great method of storytelling as a general rule, so your mileage will vary on that. But, For sure. Yeah. Very interesting. I've been thinking about, like, a best way to respond to something like this, because this is going to speak to a point that we're going to have a little bit later on. Um, the goal is to find the 33rd find yeah. out if they're alive and then leave not just to find anyone okay yeah, so the fair. fact that the fact that they encounter some people who seem to be locals who speak farsi um is like well it's a threat you neutralize the threat and carry on the mission it's once that first american is killed and they're like wait a second this guy's american right right that's where that's where i think the big crossroads happens mm. right You've sent here to carry on a mission. You just found out they are alive. Well, at least one of them was alive. He's dead now. Yeah. Now that we verified that they are alive here, some of them are alive here. At least one was. Um, at that point, you would then, the, the right thing to do would be to then extract and say, yes, because the three of you, you're not going to rescue a whole, a whole like regiment. You know, like you're, you're yeah. out and then you report, hey, they're still in here. We found one. He's dead now, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what happens when you feel responsible after killing that one American because he fired at you and you didn't know who he was and then you shot back and you realize, oh my gosh, this is who I'm looking for. Yeah. You have two choices. You you pull out and you say, okay, uh, I did the thing, but then you're going to have nightmares your whole life because you, you killed you killed that. an American. You killed an innocent. You killed a non-combatant or a non-enemy combatant. Um, and, but, but... Why was he shooting at you? And where's the rest of them? And what what's happening here? And where's yeah. Conrad? And maybe I can find some answers to this, right? Which uh, will have made it raises worth so many it. Which will have made it worth it. Um, there's this idea of um, what was sunk costs. Sunk, yeah, sunk costs cost are irrelevant, right? And that's yeah. the the fact is sunk costs are irrelevant. However, yes. humans are very bad at understanding that. Yeah. Yep. So when when something happens that you can't undo the past, right? Um, then you need to make the best decision going forward based on that new information, right? You can't undo yeah. the past. Yes. Um, and But people are bad at that. People want to regain past losses. And and in thinking that way, um, I feel like Walker kind of gets himself into trouble because he's like, oh, 
I need to make this like worth it. I need to make this meaningful. I need to like, there's no way that I just killed this guy and now I'm just leaving. Right. And then, Oh yeah, I killed the dude and that's that, you know, phone in and we're done now. Um, he needs to keep pushing forward to fulfill whatever moral idea he has in his mind as to what will make this make sense. Right. Something that'll make it worth it. Something that will make it so that he can still be a hero because he just did like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And he's not going to sleep at night for the rest of his life now. And and the whole game is a series of just digging himself digging further into deeper, yeah. a worse situation where it's even worse now. Yeah, so I've now there's go more even water further the to make it worth it. Exactly, and then it gets worse, and now I have to go further to make it worth yes. it. Yes, and it does. It just gets worse and worse and worse. This and is worse. what happens with gambling yeah. addictions. This is what yeah. like this <laughs> straight yeah. up there's, gambling. There's so yes. many different ways that this happens. People wanting to recuperate past losses is like one of the worst things that humans do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's it's irrational. It's inherently outside of the realm of, of rationality. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and it, it, you enter into this place where it's like, well, maybe if I can become a hero, then that will re- erase the bad thing that happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's worth noting too, uh, adjacent to that. Um, because it always, one of the fun things about talking about this game is that eventually you say like, Oh no. And then you're sad because you shot an American and something like kind of goes off in the back of your head. Like do a, or does that like mean so what like (laughs) why why is that such a word you know like oh i killed 20 people and one of them came from the same country as me and like there is a very (laughs) uh, honestly i think that it's one of the weaker elements of the game's meta commentary but Mm. uh not to say it's particularly weak just that it isn't as strong as it could be i suppose but it inherits a legacy from its source material from uh Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now of wrestling with how we regard, you know, non-American native people in the place that we are. Heart of Darkness in particular is interesting because it was in a lot of senses rather progressive for its time. It was condemning, you know, foreign actions in the Congo and the way that we treated. Yeah, Yeah. but it was from 1899. There were a lot of racist elements to it. Sure. That, you know, we're just kind of unconscious in that and a lot of uh, the, the main thing being that the natives aren't like characters really in Heart of Darkness. They're pretty much like props against which the protagonist can have all his existential crises, right? Yeah. And, right. Uh, this game, I feel like, is kind of attempting to deconstruct that by calling attention to the fact that, like, you know, suddenly now that it's an American, it like it's different. It matters yeah, more. It hits like more. No. I yeah. thought I had the exact same initial reaction as that where I'm like, I'm, I've killed a bunch of like an American, like, okay, but you're here to find Americans. That's why you're here. You were sent here true, specifically yeah. to find Americans. And it's a big deal when all of a sudden one of the people you killed was an American. That's right. True, the yeah. whole That's point. Fair. Yeah. Um, you, you can't even talk to the people who aren't Americans. They don't speak your language. Like, like you're sent here to do a job. You, 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 you're being fired upon Right, as if and and you 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 um you don't know the higher ups' purposes, right? You just do your job. Um, Yeah. But that's kind of made me think, like, wait a second, if because I I I I never served in the military or anything. Yeah. But I think that this would be a bigger deal than what I initially thought, which was like, I don't think it's that big a deal that he was an American, right? Um, I think in the for somebody in the military, that would be a huge deal. Yeah. It would Mm. be a huge deal, and um. 
you know, these guys almost like are ready to, to turn on Walker after this happens. They're like, you've got to be kidding me. This is insane. We've got to get out of here now. Um, and it's so funny because it's like, well, but let's find out why this American was shooting at us. Like, but that's not your job. That's not your job. That's not your job. Yeah. But if we can find out why, then maybe it can make sense and I can sleep at night. Okay. Well, okay. Then, oh, I killed another American. Dang it. Now there's two. Okay. Now I really got to find out why they're doing this. And then you kill three. Now I really, really, really got to find out why. No, cut your losses and get out. It always makes me think of that. We're going to probably come back to this quote multiple times because it's very central to this. That quote that I mentioned last time uh, from Walt Williams about how he's the minister of propaganda to the game's ruler, the player. Yeah. And like how much of this is basically just making up justifications to keep going. Yes. Like you're, right. you're just like this story exists specifically to tell you, Hey, you're doing good. You're doing what you're supposed to keep on going. And that is <laughs> how most video games operate. Yeah. Like right. even a lot of the like really good ones, video games with genuinely great stories or whatever, like, a lot of what happens ends up framed around giving you a reason to continue narratively speaking. Yes. And yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like a lot of this, it, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're the master. You're, you give it the green light by playing yeah. the game. The game yep. wants to be played. And so it's just <laughs> propaganda pieces yep. trying to get you to green light it and to play it. Right. Cause you yeah. can turn it off at any point. Go ahead. I do. Up. I do agree with sort of the main thrust of what you were getting at there, Sam, though, that, um, they, they, there's like a couple places, I, I, I think specifically, um, there's that one part where you're like leaving that building and all the people are upset and they want you to go away. Yeah. And then there's the lynching scene. There's like two places where they actually give screen time to the locals of the city and how ruined their lives have been by the intervention of the American military. Uh, In I this think, game? Yeah. I think so that I think they do take some steps towards rectifying maybe the weakness of heart of darkness that he's getting at. I do think that they could have gone further with that. I do ag- yeah. agree with that generally that there's not enough screen time given to the locals of Dubai and how just utterly pointlessly destroyed mm. their lives have been yeah. by the intervention right. of the U.S. military of people trying in this to help situation. in yeah. different levels yes. of people trying to help. One yeah. of yes. the main things yeah. I think is that you could have a native character, right? Good point. But that's kind yes. of like who would speak thing. English, but but then then <laughs> right. you could find out what's happening, and then this yeah. you don't part well, part true. of yeah, Walker's whole um, motivation is I don't know what's happening, and the only people who speak my language are trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. So that's if fair. there was that's somebody true. who did speak his language who wasn't trying to kill him then we could stop fighting and just talk. But <laughs> yep. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Just, yeah, it is a thing in, uh, in the previous two, uh, you know, in Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse now that like if there's a native character, they usually are like minor, don't have a lot of dialogue exists yes. to support the protagonist oh my in gosh. some way. Okay. You know? There's a line from Heart of Darkness. I can't remember the specifics, but it's talking about the, the cannibals of the city oh right and yeah. basically it's uh joseph conrad he's like um well no it's sorry it's um i can't remember his name the main Ma- character Ma- Ma- marlo marlo Marlowe, yeah marlo uh he's like you know 
cannibals aren't so bad once you get to know them. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, as long as they're not cannibaling like in front of you, then, you know, like they're actually pretty good. They were very helpful to us. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I've never read that in a sentence in my life. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. That's hilarious. Anywho. Okay. Well, uh, apologies. My uh, headset's apparently dying. I need to get a charger real quick. Oh, you're good. You're good. Go, okay, go ahead and do that. Before. I've got a few notes to go through real quick. Okay. So, All right. We skipped out the uh, intro scene here a little bit. There's that upside down American flag. Oh yes, that's, a, that's in tatters and it's upside yes. down. So that, that's now, a call for help. Yes, just, it's right? a distress, distress call. signal. So yeah. uh, my initial thinking was it's it's uh, disrespectful, but and because yeah. it was paired with the national anthem being played on an uh, electric, electric guitar, guitar right? <laughs> so it sounded like the Jimi Hendrix version, right? And I was like, ooh, they're kind of like just you know doing a little bit of. Uh, a di- disrespect to to the stuff, right? Yeah. And that was just my initial thought as I was looking at it. I'm like, what is this trying to tell me? Um, but I didn't know this. I learned later on that uh, that an upside down flag is a symbol of distress for the military, mm. and it's specifically saying something like like help. And you actually will see a lot of English language graffiti all around the city yep. saying things like please help. Um, and uh, other things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and the English language graffiti would not have been written by Farsi-speaking people, I wouldn't think. No. Or Arabic-speaking people. Do you know what uh, <laughs> what came to my mind when I saw that title screen? Because it does change throughout the game. Yes, so, there's a couple different versions. Yeah, like the further you get, like the, the, the title screen will yeah. shift and become kind of more dark and... The sunsets, yeah, yeah and, and yes. just like kind of more gruesome, and and like yeah. it gets more. Yeah. This, this flag gets more. And more Eventually, tattered. the sniper up there is dead. Yeah, just, like, right. See his body there. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. So, um, but the fact that you have this cool electric guitar rendition of the national anthem playing there, not like yeah. fully, but gave me a little bit of a, a Team America, America <laughs> F yeah kind of feel. Right? Okay, okay. Whereas, okay. like, we're going to start this game is going to be badass, it's going to be awesome. Like, <laughs> okay. But, like, as the further you get in the story, you realize it's actually deconstructing that whole approach to what, like, how you should feel right. about. Yeah. All the violence that you're that right. you're that you're enjoying and having fun doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, anyway, that was just a thought that I had about the initial title screen versus how it feels when it's over. No, it's a like yeah. totally different feeling, right? It's funny because um, for for me, I also didn't know that the upside down flag was a distress signal when I first played this me game. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I am familiar with is that I was raised like evangelical Christian, and I know that the upside down oh, cross yeah. is generally considered a sign of oh, disrespect right. to yes. Jesus and to Christianity. Yes, right. So I was well, like, yes, it <laughs> like, is in frankly, evangelical Christianity. Yeah, well, in right, Catholicism, yeah. it means um, it's a symbol of the papacy, and it's uh, Peter was crucified at Rome uh, upside down. Right, upside yeah. down right. And so the yeah. upside down cross actually is a symbol for the, the papacy. Anyways, go go ahead. There are a that's, lot of things that are uniquely well, that's a whole other soapbox. But 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 <laughs> no, but that's but that's a similar <laughs> but that's a similar thing though, where it's like you may have been raised in a culture where it's like an upside down flag is always bad always, or an upside down cross, always bad well, always. Yeah, and Boy Scouts, and then, they they made us be really careful about how we treat yes, the flag. Oh, right? yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like they you do, be honest, very, flag that's etiquette. One of the weirder things that came <laughs> yes. back to my time in Boy Scouts is like they taught us flag ceremony. Like, yeah. what on earth? Boy Scouts started 130 so years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, right. By a guy who, interestingly enough, had gone uh, to Africa on uh, – uh, not oh, a trip, no but on a, not a safari. What's the word? He was helping. He was doing stuff. Oh, I, I like can't remember if it was military or not. Or I can't remember like if that. it was military or not, but he started oh. the Boy Scouts after coming back from Africa and was like, well, oh. 
Anyways, crazy. around the same time, by the That's way, <laughs> as The Heart of Darkness yeah. uh, was written. Um, but you, you've got, you're, you're brought up in, with this general culture saying upside down flag, always bad, upside down cross, always bad. And then when you learn a little bit more, you can actually see, oh, wait, there's sometimes actually like a reason for it that's right. not just bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, uh, at least from my approach, it's like, oh, that's always very interesting when something I've thought for 37, however old I am, uh, for a <laughs> long, many, many years of my life is always never do it, always bad, bad, bad. And then I realize, wait a second, there's like a legitimate way to do it. <laughs> what? That's yeah. weird. Honestly, I, I didn't like know that it ever actually of, meant something. I feel like that's a lot of growing up, right? Like I work oh, with sure. kids. Yes. It's oh, always totally. funny to yes. like... You know, someone be like, he said the S word. I'm like, what do you say? Stupid. Stupid. Like, you know, because of course, kids don't like. I love that. Or some, I love of, that. some of the ones who like haven't gone to church or whatever will be like, someone said the H word. And I'm like, well, yeah, hell isn't like a swear word automatically. It has wow. a meaning, you know. It's yeah. only in the Bible like, a few hundred times. <laughs> right. Because like we, we have these early on when we don't necessarily have the experience or wisdom to understand like context that sometimes the same thing can be right in one situation and the same thing can be wrong in another situation. So like, instead they just say, Hey, don't say stupid. When yeah. what it actually is, is, Hey, don't say mean things to other people. Right. Right. But oh, that's true. So more complex. It's harder to process. Exactly, so exactly. A lot of growing up is learning more of the, you know, like, Hey, this thing is good or this thing is bad, but actually it's more complicated right. than that. You know? So that right. you can extract like the general spirit of the thing so that you can have a more general generalized rule instead of like a specific, like targeted rule that, yeah. Yeah. that isn't always like the case. Yeah. 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 That's very good. Okay. So, as we move forward into the story here, I think we should probably mention really quick, because I just saw this as I was reviewing the scene before we started mm -hmm. recording, the differences between the flashes to white and the flashes to black. <laughs> I need to play this game again because I of know, that. specifically <laughs> just to watch that. It's very interesting. It mostly checks yes. out, and then now and again it'll fade to white or black at a time that you're like... And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was confused about. So I'm yeah. watching the scene because I was looking for the specific dialogue that I was wanting to comment on but then i saw there was a fade to white in chapter one chapter right one. when you go and talk to the guy who tells you about mcpherson so it's yes. one of the 33rd soldiers who was he was a hostage being beaten or up he was a hostage or yeah, yeah they were gonna yeah. shoot him and then you save him but he's already dying and man he, if only that guy yeah. could have died a little bit later um because the very next <laughs> question is what about conrad what about conrad and yeah. he could have very well said conrad's dead <laughs> and instead he died and the whole game yeah, yeah. has to continue well what, what what i was so i know blown <laughs> away with watching it was that this was one of the instances of fade to white which it doesn't yeah. it's not one of those obvious hallucinatory sequences like yeah. there are many points where it's like okay he's obviously hallucinating and that's what the fade to white is supposed to represent he's now hallucinating and then whoop we're gonna come out of that but in this instance he's just talking to a dying soldier and trying to get information there's nothing crazy happening but it was I, a fade to white used yeah. there yeah personally i think of that as <sighs> one wonder. of two things either in the interpretation that williams came up with because of the whole in media's res thing that like this is kind the of the whole start game. of his hallucinatory yeah. flashback yeah the whole game is or alternatively, mm. this is like the start of the nightmare, right? Like the point where you go down the Congo River, go into Vietnam, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. The, like just the start of this journey into the heart of darkness and thus, you know. I like that yeah. better. White Flash. I <laughs> like that better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not even necessarily 
that it is a hallucination yet, but it's just when it fades to white, it's a representation of in Walker's mind. What's happening in his mind right now is like important to pay attention to. This okay. is a progression of his character arc and the decisions made that hmm. lead to where he goes. Yeah. And later that's going to become hallucinatory, hallucinatory. But like this yeah. moment, it's not hallucination because I don't want to believe that interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. the fact that this is this is the pivotal moment where it's going to start that journey, in, like you're saying, into the darkness. Yeah. Um, but replay the game again if you hadn't. I think I will too because it's really, really short. And I'm going to really pay attention to every point at which they use black versus white. But that is a thing to keep in mind as we're going forward. So um, we find out pretty quickly here that there's another, so we have three factions essentially here in, in and Dubai. It, it in this takes whole a while mess. to find that out. Yeah, to yeah. sort it out yeah. and to sort out like what each faction actually wants and what's right. really going on. Because once yeah. they bring up the yeah. CIA, it's like, what are they doing? Yeah. And it's not, it's neither your job, it's neither your objective nor the 33rd's objective. Yeah. It's like a whole separate a whole thing. whole separate thing. I'm like, oh, just, weird, 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 weird. Yeah. Exactly. Very on brand for the CIA, honestly. You come across it, you're like, <laughs> what are you doing here? No one knows what yeah, we do. What are you doing? Here? What we do in the shadows. So, uh, you, you basically, you find out that the 33rd is fighting against the CIA who are stirring the pot for the insurgents, like the locals who are trying to fight back control of yes. their city, right? Yeah. Now, the reasons for doing that are right. I was going to say, nefarious, it sounds but, good at first, where it's like, hey, we shall, as the CIA does, uh, we shall arm the local populace and it will turn out great. Um, but, but uh, they are doing it specifically to like, I think they want to bury the whole city. I yeah, think they much, want yeah. everyone dead. They just want because to Because if there's yeah, no evidence the that America, yes. you know, exacerbated Did things. anything, yes. yeah. Yeah, so they're just in the do, which again, very on brand for the CIA. Just go into some place and be like, yeah, we're going to help a little broom. screw up everything, topple <laughs> yes. democracies, you know, like that's very historically yep. accurate. <laughs> yeah, for yep. sure. And so, you know, they find this out. Wait, wait, what are they doing here? And so there's a 33rd soldier, McPherson, who has been taken hostage and is being tortured. You're yes. hearing the sounds of this. It's like, okay, tr you know, triangulate that position. Like, where is that coming from? And so you're kind of yeah. going after him, trying to, to save him. But then and the you guy find who's out, torturing him, we had seen him before. He's a CIA And agent, he's yeah. directing the uh, people who are attacking the us. The insurgents, right? yeah. And so it's like, okay, he's a bad guy. Yet, all the, but we are fighting the 33rd as well. Right at this point, we hadn't shot any thirty third yet. Ah, We'd only been kay. shooting insurgents. That's, at that's this important. Point. Okay, um, because when you get to McPherson, uh, the the CIA agent who's you know beating him and torturing him and questioning him uh, gets distracted momentarily as we approach, yes. and that gives McPherson the time to grab his gun and shoot him with yep. it. But then he just turns the gun on us immediately. It's right, like, and, and we're and we're just going to be like, whoa, like lower your weapon we're we're not here to hurt you but he doesn't trust us at all right he thinks we're cia yeah. he actually yeah. goes and tells his own guys after he gets down from here that we are cia he thinks that we are them so there's all this confusion about yeah. who is working with who and what <laughs> no we're delta force we keep trying to explain we are not <laughs> cia it's like yeah we don't believe you and they and right so yeah. it, that's is where that's you get just, into a firefight. In their defense, that is exactly what someone from the CIA would say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the 33rd starts 
firing at us. Now, mm. there's a couple ways that this, that this particular choice can go with McPherson. Because he points the gun at you, and you can just fire back at him, just shoot him. And yeah, you, yeah, your you own could. guys are like, what? <laughs> what on earth are you doing? Yeah, what's well, like, like, he killed the other dude. And, and, and if that happens, you don't end up getting um, ambushed right away when you go down. Okay. But there's still that scene where, like, a bunch of the civilians are being gathered up by the 33rd and you, you yeah. know, misinterpret that they're actually killing them. Yep. And so, like, they fire you. Okay, so that still happens. But there's an ambush right before that that happens only if you let McPherson go. He goes down there and says, CIA, these dudes are CIA, kill them. Okay. So, anyway, there, there's a, just a little bit of a difference there. But the point of all this is you end up in a firefight with the 33rd. You end up killing American soldiers. And now the whole parameters, like you've already mentioned, have totally changed. Well, now we have to justify why we did that. So we got to yep. keep going. You have to. Figure out what's going on. Too much water went under that bridge. So you, you got to start keep pushing, bucket, bucketing it out, putting it upstream. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Yep. And I'm not sure unless you guys have notes, like how much we need to summarize up until basically Gould, which is the next CIA okay. agent you're supposed to I help. I agree, not a lot. I mean, I did that in my own video, just because like I, <laughs> a lot of the plot points, like really that scenario of, you know, where you think, oh no, they're rounding up the c citizens and then we kill all the 33rd people there and everyone's mad at us and we're like, what? Okay, well, anyway, guess we're going <laughs> like yeah, that. I know, that like, was so strange. That was, like, not yeah. strange in a bad way. I mean, like, shocking, yes. right? Just like, yeah, it's we surprising. You didn't, just helped you. You don't want our help, but they apparently aren't armed, and we just kind of walk away like, okay, well, yep. I guess they didn't like all the people we just killed and destroyed their whole building. Yep. All right, let's go do it again to the next building. <laughs> yeah, Like, right. what? Yep. what it's, yeah. it's very strange. Now, I do want to yeah. bring this other thing up, though, and this is based on something that... Drake in the Patreon chat had brought up a while, a while like a long oh, time ago. Um, he said that because uh, I was asking like, hey, what's like the protocol? What happens for these situations? And nope. Drake basically said that, yeah, you're trained for this stuff, but it never goes the way that you expect it. To. Yes, right. And so, yeah. and I feel like this game is really good because people will criticize the story and say, oh, I don't like that the story is forcing me to do things I don't want to do and whatnot. Um, but, you know, a lot of soldiers will find themselves in a situation, not obviously not exactly like this, but a similar situation where they're having to make a decision very quickly on exactly what to do. And it's not something that the training ever like prepared them for. Yeah, right. uh, you, you can train all night and day um, in terms of following orders, in terms of, but when you actually get into the field, it's like, and bullets start flying and people aren't where you were trained on they are supposed to be. Um, yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like, okay. And then the person who is supposed to be like I have your back just died and now no one has your back um it, it becomes it becomes stuff like this I feel like it's not a stretch for the story um to kind of take us in this direction uh because we don't know what's coming now as a game player we can kind of start to see what's coming in the future but yeah. as a soldier who's there right like these guys let's say they did back out after killing a few Americans and going back home they're gonna have to face military tribunals there's gonna be all sorts of trouble because of like uh, friendly fire and stuff and like well did you follow orders and then the family's gonna sue oh yeah whoever once, once you, because once you abandon the mission parameters you're yes. done. And so once you <laughs> abandon it, you have to keep abandoning it. You can't step back and say, oh, well, we went a little too far, but now we're going to go back to the mission, go back. It's like, oh. no, you've already screwed up and there's a thousand witnesses. Like, you, you're, you've, you're, you're, if going back home is not going to yield any kind of hope for you, you mm -hmm. kind of have to keep going. Like, and I don't mean that. Obviously, you don't. Uh, there's a line later on, I think, by, 
oh, what's his name? Lugo, Lugo yeah. who says you always have a choice. There's yeah. always a choice, right? Yeah. And Walker's yeah. under the impression that no, no, there is no choice. They forced our hand. Yeah, they yeah. forced our hand. You really, yeah. I really don't have a choice. Um, that is but a it's, very, that is very much a recurring theme. We didn't have a choice. Yes. Hand was forced. It's not our. But fault. But it's because you know? of your previous choices that you've limited the current uh, field of choices, right? Yes. Yeah. The, you're, you keep making these choices that are taking away all of the good choices. And now you're only left with bad choices. And then you're like, well, I've got to make a bad choice. It's like, yeah, but you did this. You did yeah, this you to did yourself. This. Mm-hmm. And it you is, again, like here. all the stuff about like, you know, if they had left, they would have faced tribunals and stuff. Like we are still in the realm yeah. of making justifications, right? We're thinking through yes. what happened and going, oh, well, you know, I guess here are the reasons why it's still going. And Trying to make that, it make sense. Yeah, and that's something that I feel like this game really wants to sort of call attention to the fact right. that when it comes down to it, it is all just justification that you know yes. we're going to go yes. and shoot everything, and we expect we just expect. There's well, like well a we had to. We, contract, we, that's we didn't make have us a choice. Hero, and yeah. whatever the reasons are for that are going to form around us. That's the game's job, right? Is to yes. form those those reasonings around us so that we can go murder a bunch of dudes and feel great about it. Yes. And this game just refuses to do that. It puts <laughs> us in that situation and then doesn't hold up its end of the bargain. Yes. Yes. That's a really good way of putting it. So I, I want to go. I feel like I have a few notes that I want to get through and then we can go all the way to that end here. Uh, yeah. We don't need to summarize the whole thing, uh, but I do want to bring up a couple things. Dubai, while they have these people speaking Farsi and there are lots of Farsi speakers in Dubai, um, I would... Well, do in that region of the Middle East, they would primarily speak a version of Arabic called Gulf Arabic, mm. um, which is like Kuwait and then on down to Oman. Um, they speak a specific type of Arabic. That is, um, I, I would say that Dubai is kind of like every, it's like Las Vegas. People from all over the Middle yeah. East go to Dubai, right? So you're going to get lots of people speaking Farsi. Uh, but Arabic would actually be more common language to be spoken there. Um, okay. And... Um, so the word for dust storm, mm. for a dust storm in Arabic is jinn, D-J-I-N, right? Yeah. Um, and it's the word for genie. It's the right. word for genie. It's yeah, the right. word for devil also. Mm. It's just oh. a demon, right? And that's what they call the sand winds, the, uh, a sandstorm. They would call it a devil, basically. Like mm. the devil's coming, mm. get indoors, <laughs> cover up. Uh, it's been happening, you know, ever since people have lived there. They know about this. Um, they have, th- that's the way that they reference it, right? So it's really good. Because yeah. at least in part, you know, Conrad is like, oh, I thought I had to protect them from the devil. Turns out I had to protect them from you, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's really good. I think that's wonderful. Oh, that's actually really that's good. That's a really yeah. good one. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And while the game took a Farsi bent, I don't know, um, and I don't know that this was necessarily intentional, but the word in Arabic is jinn. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I think that's really good. Um, oh, this line here. For some reason, based on our first conversation, Sam, I thought that there was the possibility for a pacifist run oh, of this oh game. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. So I did spend a lot of time not purposefully trying to like find a way to not have to kill anybody, because uh, there were some comparisons to some games where that is possible um, within within um, within episode one, as we talked about this game and mm. how there are different types of games that enable you to kind of escape the kill everyone confines of gaming. Um, however. This game is not one of those. Uh, I don't yeah. know what the number is, but you have to at least kill a thousand people for the, in order to yes. get to the end of this game. There is Something no pacifist like run, people. Don't yeah. expect there to yeah. be one. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, I did try. Also, this <laughs> game reminded me a ton of Gears of War. 
It, it's oh, yeah. similar. I mean, the third person, yeah, third, shooter, third person, and cover then based shooter cover running, running behind it, so cover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a game I haven't thought of in a long time. That was actually <laughs> oh, yeah. a really cool game back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Good. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Gears of War games for sure. And then there's this the one. I need to do that. Oh gosh, oh, yeah. yeah, I never, never <laughs> played that many of them. <laughs> there's this line from the game as well: "Orders aren't worth following if it means leaving people to die." Mm. Uh-huh. So anyways, once you've killed thirty people and you're the one saying that line, I, I don't know, I don't know. I yeah. just, I'm wondering. Like you still, they have hope that they can still be heroes. They can still be the good guy, right? But as I'm playing the game pretty early on, I'm already kind of taking note. Now, I had done a lot of research before playing the game. So right, yeah. <laughs> I may yeah. have noticed this quicker than most. Um, but, like, eh, 20 minutes into the game, it's like, oh, geez, this game is setting me up for something not pleasant at all. This is not yeah. going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this game is one of the main reasons that I uh, tend to try and act in sort of a pacifist kind of way in most games that I yeah. come across. Like, even if yeah. I don't necessarily know if I can or if that's something the game is going to recognize. But you want to see, yeah. Yeah, just because, you know, this game expects you. It's, like, designed entirely around the idea that you are going to progress through it without thinking too hard about what you're doing, just assuming so, that the yeah. game is leading you where you're supposed to go and that that will be a good, positive, heroic place. And so you, you're trying to break games now, right? Well, right, yeah. Like Because games you know, are assuming you're going to do that. And you're right. like, ha, not me. Not yeah. me, game. Uh, yep. And so that's the thing. Like it, it expects you to be playing like that and then breaks that and calls attention to it. So the... Yeah, that's good. Uh, now I always kind of try to assume a game might be doing that, right? <laughs> like, if the game's going to call me out on this later. And it, in all fairness, it's not even really the first game to do that. Have you two played Chrono Trigger? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, so that's my favorite you know, game of all time. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely one of the best. It was my favorite oh, soundtrack yes. of all time until I played Nier. Oh, but, very um, good. Yeah. Ooh, Nier. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love those. Um, Beautiful. But yeah, the um, early on, there's something similar in Chrono Trigger. Not nearly as like horrific and damning, of course, but like the when you go to the Millennial Fair, all sorts of oh. random things. Like there's a lunch somewhere that you can yep, eat. Yep, you there's, can steal uh, the lunch. Yep. Yeah, you can uh, mm. go... Uh, to the princess's necklace instead of her after she bumps into you, like to, which yep. one you go first, and then oh, later on when you get you're... called to the trial, they're all like, "He ate my lunch. He saved my kitty." You know, like all these yeah, little things right. yeah. relate. And if you're just playing it like you'd play a normal RPG, carelessly, yeah, yeah, then like you know, you wouldn't even have been thinking about any of that. Yeah, and it, it'll but... make you look guilty in the trial versus yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll pronounce you guilty yeah. instead of innocent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then of course there's Shadow of the Colossus, which I feel like is kind of the like one of the most influential, if not the most influential, like oh I'm not the good guy, am I? Sorts of games, ah, you know, that yeah, yeah. like sort of predates this. This just I feel like has a much more meta bent of trying to show you how that works and why, and to make yeah. you think about your part in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, very good. Okay, then there's this line here. Anyone else think we should try to talk to these guys first? <laughs> and the reply from, I believe, Walker is, too late. Uh, That's yeah, the water under that. the bridge. Mm. That's the sunk cost yep. fallacy, right? That's the, it's too late. Oh, it's too late to talk to them. We have to keep killing them now. We can't, we, we've already, anyways, and it may be yeah. too late, right? I'm not saying, but the fact that they're already like too late, too late to talk, but we're going to keep moving forward, but you're not going to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you're just going to kill everyone, right? And that they've decided already at this point, without even realizing it, that they are going to kill everybody. And then there's yeah. a point where we find a doll um, that we determined was made after the storm wall fell. 
um, which means that children and families live here. And he says, are we not killing the people that we're meant to save? But then he rationalizes it. He says, well, anyone shooting at us is an enemy. And he also decides not to show the doll to Adams or to Lugo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. so he's like, nah, I'll take it on myself, and I don't need to tell them that. They don't need to know that we're killing the good guys right now. And he just keeps on going. Yep. It's, like, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. There's an en- um, element of that desensitization, right? Like, y- you can't afford to see the enemy as as people. You have yes. to see them as enemy combatants, or else you're going to be to haunted justify. for the rest of your yes. entire exactly. life about the things you're doing. Right, so, like, and that's why he has to keep going. Like, his own... Yeah conscious mind is like i can't take it i i can't take what's happened so far i have to keep going Mm. right maybe at the end of this there's going to be some hope that oh it was all a dream or like oh they really all were bad guys i just died in which might be true (laughs) (laughs) i didn't really do it it was all imagined in my mind as i was dying thank goodness (laughs) i'm dying Uh, okay, and okay. then I come to the radio voice man, so I think that's about here. And yeah. this yeah. is where the Bioshock parallels are just yeah. so there are clear. A lot, yeah. Tons sure. of them. The fact that, uh, you know, the people don't know who we are, right? Just like in Bioshock, it's like, hey, are you are you the government? Are you these other? No, who are you? Like, I'm trying to figure out who you are. Yes. And like these guys are like, who are you guys? We're trying to figure out who you are. You don't match. You're not CIA. You're not 33rd. You're not uh, local. Like, who are you? Where, who sent you? Um, yeah. And then these radio signals that we keep getting from these people who are just screwing with us. And then the fact that there's always talking. This game, it's crazy. The audio is just like um, with uh, Bioshock. It is constantly yeah, going. There are always people shouting, talking. Yeah. You're hearing yeah. stuff all the time, all the time. And that's what made Bioshock feel so so chaotic unsettling. and yeah, very yeah. unsettling. Mm. Just you're constantly hearing stuff. And then there, the fact that this radio guy is playing music as you're, as you're you know, shooting people, it's just yep. fascinating. I never really understood that character, by the way, how he all of a sudden just decided to laugh and play games and screw people over and start yeah, uh, so like instigating all this. But like, the radio I man? don't know. The guy yes. doing the radio. Yeah, my I, understanding I, is that he was playing some sort of organizational role for the 33rd uh, or, yes. or like helping to direct what they were doing or something like that. He um, was just a journalist, I thought. He, he was. So he was. He, yeah, was, he was in Dubai, a journalist, and he was the one who sort of figured out that the like the leadership of the city, they all bailed before yep. all of this stuff started to okay. go bad. So right. they, they got some kind of you know, cue like, oh crap, this natural disaster is about to happen. I remember we're that. We're piecing yeah. out and we're going to leave yes. all of our people to die. Which is based on but real when, life stuff to some degree. Dubai's government is famously corrupt. Like, oh, absolutely. Thing, so. And almost <laughs> yeah. necessarily so. That's almost what keeps it a relatively peaceful place is the fact that they take money from Iran and Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Israel and all over. Like they're <laughs> wheeling and dealing with everybody, right? And that's mm-hmm. partly what keeps... Uh, Dubai from like, well, from, <laughs> I don't know, t- turning into what many um, cities in that region um, inevitably turn into. Um, the the fact that they're open to accepting money and bribes from everyone mm-hmm. is, uh, it's, it makes it kind of like a Las Vegas-y kind of place of the Middle East, right? Everyone goes there. So in the same hotel room, you'll have people who are at war with each other um, will be like next door neighbors and no fighting. Nobody's fighting, nobody's shouting. And it's right. like, hey, we're all... We're all living it up. We're all above that, you know? And then Dubai's the place where that all happens, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy yeah. city. Okay, so there's a couple things I wanted to get into here, and then we, I think we need to wrap up. 
uh, for this episode. I, I had a point with the radio man, though, which is like, yes, about yes, the radio how man. did he go from, oh my gosh, I discovered this bad thing, to, howdy, everybody, here's some people, <laughs> let's play music while they all die. <laughs> where, where where did this come from? I don't, I don't see any way that so, that happened. Here's the one thing that we haven't really mentioned yet, and uh, typically... Had I had more time to prepare, I probably would have looked into like every one of the Intel little things you can find in the world. Yes, I found a bunch, I thought. But. Yeah, you know, there's probably some explanations in those. I mean, the one, the, you know, the only reason I knew about what I just said about him was because I was found that in an Intel. I thing. remember that because he says, yeah. your kids are leaving, the, the, the leader of Dubai, his kids are leaving today, his wife leaves tomorrow, and his mistress leaves the next day. Yes, right. Right, that was very interesting. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure that there's probably some explanation there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody in the whole city is just going freaking crazy. Like, they, it does. They, uh, yeah. I just looked at the wiki, and yeah. it says that uh, he was embedded with the thirty third. Oh, like he, so he, he was, was a actually... journalist who was with the thirty third. So he's been here the whole time. I understand that. Uh, that doesn't explain at all, like how, how he, he became this serious journalist looking for a big scoop to just this like well, wild. I, I wouldn't radio necessarily call him a serious journalist because even was in the not? way he was confronting, <clears throat> like the I don't know if he was talking to <clears throat> a soldier or if he was talking to some official of Dubai, but he was like, <laughs> well, yeah, like, what about this? <laughs> I got you. He, he's like this really okay, you know, almost okay. cartoonishly confrontational in, in, okay. uh, about how he was approaching that guy. So it's not like his entire personality changed, but I do okay, see where you're okay, coming okay. from in that, like, why is he doing what he's doing? Why, right. why did he become this radio man that, like, announces... <laughs> The things that he does and talks the about. The things he does. I get why he built the radio. I get all of it. I just don't get why he has to act this way <laughs> while we're, while people are dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think he part is, of it is, is crazy. Sort of okay. in it. Because, like, most of these games, everyone's just being quippy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Lots of wild yeah. jokes yeah. about the fact that I just shot that guy in the head or whatever. And I feel yeah, like that's, that's true. Because yes, it is kind of right. unsettling, right? In this scenario, when, when he's just being all fun and jokey amidst all this murder or whatever and so i yeah. feel like on some level that's meant to draw attention to that it also like in universe gotcha. he did like come here with the 33rd he was here for all of this he saw everything go to hell he saw the evacuation fail he saw conrad shoot himself uh, okay. uh like i i can kind of understand how someone could eventually just like retreat into this like ironic loud like oh, i'm just gonna make jokes now because you know everything's gone to hell and that's uh, absurdism <laughs> this yeah. is somebody who has yeah. internalized uh camus yeah, philosophy right. pretty heavily it's, it's definitely not like i wouldn't call it super grounded and realistic or whatever but honestly gotcha. i think a lot of this game it isn't it isn't sure. necessarily meant to be right like Call of Duty does this thing where it's all like, look how realistic we are, even though it's absolutely super not. Like, yeah, it, yes. it tries to feel grounded, but also to feel like a no holds barred action thrill ride. Yeah. And those two, you know, actually, yeah, it's basically coexist. just a bunch of unrealistic action nonsense that feels real because the guns have real names, right? And so, like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, stuff like the Radio Man is part part of that part of its attempt to recreate and deconstruct that i i think gotcha. you're right i agree with you i think it's that, kind of um 
Lugo starts off that way too. He he's making a lot of jokes yeah. and quips. You're but right. But then, like down the line, he starts to not do that anymore. Right? Yeah. As, yeah. He and Adams kind of switch. Is yeah. at least what I noticed that like Adams was the one like, all right, we're here, we're gonna do our job shooting these guys is what we got to do, and Lugo's all like covering his anxiety with humor and occasionally being like, should we be doing this? By the end, Lugo's the guy who just like unprompted shoots the radio man in the head and yes. Adams is the one who's kind of like growing a conscience about it. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as Six God is bringing up here, he says the radio man feels like an analog for the various voices that guide you through Rapture and Bioshock. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's it's, always it's somebody in your Bioshock. ear talking to you. Yes. So it's, it's uh, from a game design perspective, the, the role that the radio man plays is yes. about sort of guiding you in yeah. your objectives and that like seems that to too. be it more or less but instead of instead of the typical radio guys from bioshock he is that crazy artist dude yes um, yeah in that one chapter <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he's Sandra that Cohen. one yes yeah, <laughs> yes Cohen. Cohen. exactly yes, that's right yeah it's All worth right. noting too we that there that the radio man is also a parallel to uh Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now. Heart of Darkness had a merchant, I think, and Apocalypse Now had a, oh. a photojournalist, both of whom oh, are not named. They're only known by their profession. That is what right. In Heart of Darkness, as. it's a Russian. It's a Russian guy, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. Russian uh, tradesman or something. Yeah, and uh, sort of act as a guide on some level for the protagonist mm -hmm. as he works his way further in. And I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. I forget if this is the case in Apocalypse Now, but in Heart of Darkness, I think that like the Russian trader has. Uh, like a lot of respect for Kurtz. Yes, and he does. Yes. Yeah. So except you know, in the end, he he has to run away because Kurtz. Well, the Kurtz people are going to kill him, kill yeah, which yeah. is yeah. part of the whole discovery and of Marlo who Kurtz really is. Him, right. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like run away. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the Radio Man is definitely sort of an analog for that. Good. Okay, um, that's cool. I yeah. didn't make that, that connection. That makes I like sense. That. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I like that. that. Okay. Two two things that I wanted to touch on as we close up here. I think next time we'll get into Gould. And I think this is where the story the story really starts to kind of take a hard turn in, in as far as tone and playing its hand as to what it's yeah. really doing here. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, I think, a good leaving off point. But there's – well, let me just do the one thing. Let's just do the one <laughs> thing. And I loved this in your video, so I'll kind of hand it off to you for this, Sam. Oh, okay. um, how the game is – even where it logistically does not make sense, you are descending the whole way. Mm -hmm. That I thought was a really cool observation, so I want to Very pass cool. it on to you to, to kind of it's talk a, about that a little it's bit. It's a weird one, and bizarrely enough, another thing where we could uh, make a comparison to Silent Hill 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah for, but, yes, yes, But yes. yeah, that is just a, a recurring thing. All of these three stories uh, have sort of a metaphor for falling deeper into insanity, which is not a very helpful... I have issues with the way that like sanity and insanity are used on that when it comes to mental health issues and stuff. But, you know, oh, yeah. essentially to lo losing your mind, you know, to disconnecting from reality. Yeah. Uh, it is the river in both of the originals, you know, the Congo River and the river in uh, Vietnam. And oh, yeah, in here yeah. it, it is further and further into Dubai, which is being boxed in by this sand. And as you go, you are almost always moving downward. You're repelling downward. You're falling down, jumping down. There are, you know, it's not like there's never an upward staircase or anything, but there are never any protracted, like, sequences in which you are moving uphill up to a higher place. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. You, 
and there are times where it doesn't even make sense, which is, you know, where that Silent Hill 2 comparison comes in. Because, um, yeah, there's a point where... You know, you've, you're you've above been like ground. descending for yeah, like a you've while, been descending for a long and then you, it reveals that you're like above the city somehow. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. A, at like the top of a really tall skyscraper. And <laughs> well, like, well, welcome to he's already dead, people. Right, and like that's the thing is, there's you could theoretically try and just you know like oh well you know if this area was already uphill and then the sand buried this then maybe they're you know in here and then there's this drop off but like. When it comes down to it, it's not necessarily supposed to make sense. This is an environment that is meant as a metaphor as much as it is an actual literal place. And so it's not always going to connect in ways that make sense. Now that I think about it, that's kind of a Dark Souls 2 thing too, but that's a whole other... Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, th this exists to illustrate, to to guide our understanding of Walker as he sort of slowly descends from reality into his own kind of dream world and disconnecting mm. from what's actually going on around him. Mm. So it, you know, and of course at that point, you also like fall off of the skyscraper pretty much, right? And then that up, like crazy. the bottom. And yeah. that's definitely the biggest uh, downward scene. But even after that, you're still moving downward. And then at the end of the game, you're literally like under the ocean. Barely, you know, but like you can yeah. see as you're going into uh, you're the tower, right. that like there's seawater on both sides of you. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, part just by glass. So like, wow. it really does take you down as far as you can go, even sometimes in ways that don't make sense. So yeah, it's a, it's a neat touch that they did. Well, yeah. to bring this back to Arabic, <laughs> <laughs> there's an ancient conception I back um, long time ago, and in the uh, Middle East. <clears throat> Excuse me. That earth was earth is at the bottom, right? Earth mm. is as low as you go, right? Earth is hell in a way. Mm. And <laughs> it, you just go up from there, right? But a, a journey downwards, this is actually, this is so funny because Heart of Darkness does with this with Africa. Like a journey from England or from Belgium uh, down to Africa is a journey down into the earth, right? Mm -hmm. The idea that south means into the earth or something like that. This is in the Bible as well. Um, you get this in old ancient Hebrew culture that when you're in somewhere like in Israel and then they journey down to Ethiopia or Egypt, that they're journeying downwards into the earth, right? That there's mm -hmm. some idea that like you're going, you're going, um, you're going uh, to a lower point just by virtue of the fact that you're going south more. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of an old idea, but um, it, you're here in Dubai, and the, the further down you keep going, you just keep journeying down into this this uh, well this darker place. And yeah. uh, I, I think um, I don't know. I wonder if there's something there. Uh, obviously, this is psychological, right? Yes. You're you're yeah. you're you're going deeper and deeper descent. into the mind. Um, yeah. But to to the way that they're you know depicting it is a way that it has been depicted for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's just like. Um, a way of understanding that in the mind that people just kind of pick up on. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's an important detail here uh, in regards to kind of what we were talking about before about sort of the, uh, the, the racist undertones of like heart of darkness and stuff is that yes, yeah. uh, a really common, a, a really basic theme in heart of darkness is essentially that the further you get from civilization, the, 
less you are bound by rules of sanity and decency and such. And like, I understand what it's going for, but that's part of the racist undertone, right? Like this place is uncivilized. And as we go there, we forget all the good things about how to live like normal people, you know? Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so yeah. for spec ops, I, I think that uh, Apocalypse Now managed to mostly dodge that by being more about war, right? It's not that you're going deeper into an uncivilized place. It's that you're going right. deeper into a place of, of war and havoc. And then right. this does it by, for one, making the place that you are, you know, civilized in the first place. You're in a giant city, not, yeah. you know, right. just the middle of nowhere where you can look at a tribe of non-white people and be like, I'm civilization, you know. Right, um, like, yeah. Yeah, but then also making it so that this is a disaster. Like, your, your descent here is not just moving further into a place that is, you know, less developed and thus supposed to be less civilized less moral whatever it's that you're going into a place where all the rules of how you're supposed to live life and succeed in life have broken because the entire yeah. place is is in this chaos and then you it, know a, a chaos that you exacerbate for that matter yeah, yeah so it's it's yeah. true but how it got to this point is through your own decisions as well. Yes. Where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in this crazy, crazy place. But it's like, no, but you went there, right? Yeah. You can blame it on all the people around you. But this was your descent through you lost your morality going into this place, not not the other way around, right? Yeah. Yep. Importantly, though, walkers, and mm -hmm. that's a complicated thing that we won't talk about a lot right now because I know you're trying to wrap <laughs> up. That's all good. We got another like, episode. Uh, but the... Uh, the interplay between like how you relate to the player that the character that you are playing is something that is interesting in this game because on some level it is directing blame at walker and it's directing blame at you but kind of for two different things and i'm just gonna leave that as a hook i guess we'll talk okay. about it next time <laughs> yeah great uh I'll, I'll leave it off with this from the collector i thought this was pretty interesting Many of the themes mm. resonate with the story of Caesar crossing the Rubicon with his yes. soldiers, which was uh, a theme of the, the river. Yeah, the, the Rubicon is the river. We crossed yeah. the river. Yeah. Um, that also, yeah, heading south, right, that's, towards Rome. That's really good, at least in part, because this was the rule that, that the emperor of Rome was not to cross the Rubicon with the army. He was not to bring the army into into Rome, right? Yes. That Rome was supposed to rule and the armies were supposed to be elsewhere. And yeah. Caesar broke that rule yep. and it worked out for him. Yep. So he's a hero, <laughs> right? Everyone loves Caesar. Um, yeah. But that was a huge risk and that was him. That was him basically, you know, you can't turn back after that. You cross yeah. the Rubicon and you fail. It's a failed coup attempt, like yeah. you're done. Yeah, exactly. um, but he, he succeeded, so he's a hero. Interesting um, observation there from the collector, thank you for that. Yes, okay, very good. We're gonna stop this episode, and uh, next time we'll continue on from gold when you're when you're there to rescue uh, okay, Agent Gold. Perfect. So, see you guys next time. Peace out.